Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. So why watch that movie talk? We have two sneak peeks for you. (laughs) Both of these were at film festivals. uh, Well, actually, both of these were at the New York Film Festival. And at um, the other one was at uh, at TIFF. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are talking about Motherless Brooklyn and Marriage Story. Uh, Mother's Brooklyn's in theaters on November 1st and Marriage Story has a limited release on the 6th but everybody will be able to check it out on Netflix on the 6th of December Motherless Brooklyn I was going to say Motherless Story (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with um, Motherless Brooklyn which is directed and written by Edward Norton um, along with writing, uh, it's based on Jonathan Lethem's book or novel. He not only did the writing and the directing, he also starred in it. And it's yeah. his directorial debut. He's never done this before. I'm not sure if he's written either, but, you know, who knows. Mm-hmm. It stars Bruce Willis, like I said, Edward Norton. Um, Alec Baldwin shows up, Willem Dafoe, Bobby Cannavale, uh, Gugu Mbatha-Rot. Like, anybody who ever owed him a favor... <laughs> Leslie Mann, Jerry Jones, Michael Kenneth Williams, like literally anybody who's ever looked at, if if you've looked at Edward Norton, you are in here somewhere. And uh, you got a chance to see this in full. And you also gave us kind of your, when we were talking about New York Film Festival, you kind of gave us a very quick reaction. And now you get to tell us what you really think. Wow. Well, we're in the 50s in New York. And it starts off where we have two guys in a car. What are they waiting for? One of the guys is Lionel, played by Edward Norton. And another guy is another guy, played by Ethan Supley. Okay. And they have like this kind of comedic thing going back and forth. But the alarming thing is Lionel has Tourette's syndrome. That's what it seems to be. Oh, boy. He doesn't know what it is. I mean, this drives everybody nuts because he just says things that are inappropriate at the wrong time. Just, you know, it's Tourette's. So at the beginning of this movie, it's going to take a while for you to get used to that. I think that there might have been a way for us to be introduced to that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That would have been a little better. I'll just put it that way because at first I was kind of like, what is going on? So what are they waiting for? Well, they have a boss. The boss is played by Bruce Willis, Frank Minna. What's going on? Are these mobsters? Oh. Because they are are scoping out somebody else. And this scoping out leads to a tragedy. Oh. And this tragedy puts Lionel, played by Edward Norton, on the path to figuring out exactly why this happened and making sure that somebody pays. Mm. Now, 
along with this, there's another part of the story that is tied up in this that Lionel starts to unearth. Because you, after this opening, you figure out exactly what Lionel is, what uh, Frank, played by Bruce Willis, was doing, and all of that. So I'm not going to give that away because I kind of think you should find that out on your own. Watch me. So don't look it up. Now, Lionel encounters, I won't tell you how, a character played by Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Her name is Laura. What does she have to do with this story? Why is he encountering her? Well, it's all tied up with somebody who's a big wig in New York City. This is motherless Brooklyn after all, right? I won't tell you what that means. Mm. But just know that's where we are. And it's all about how you can make New York City be a mecca. I'll put it that way. Mm. And involved in this are two people. I won't give away their relationship. One is played by Alec Baldwin. The other is played by Willem Dafoe. They're at odds. And who can Lionel trust? And in the end, will Lionel be left standing or is he going to end up dead like some other people? Oi, oi, oi. This, that's enough with the plot. This is what's going on. And I mentioned this when I teased it. This is film noir, all of it. Just give us all of it. The music, you get the lighting, the camera work, the dialogue, the storyline, all of it. Because I believe, uh, Ref, the actual book it's based on is not set in the 50s. So Edwin Norton said, let me take it back and let me really give you all of that. Mm. And you get it. But... I just think it wasn't, none of the parts really fit together well. Everybody here came to work. I mean, you have, when you have Cherry Jones, who's a great actress in a movie and I'm going, why is she in it? There's a problem. There's a problem. So that's when I was watching, I was kind of like, okay, we have all these great people in this. I mean, we haven't even gone through the entire cast. These are wonderful, amazing actors, but it didn't land. It didn't land. And I think it's because Edward was really in all of this noir stuff and not really focusing on the ring, as Peter Jackson would say. What's the main point here? Let's streamline it. Let's give these people agency in a way that feels like, oh, I've got to see what's happening next. I never had that. It it was more like, okay, what exactly is going on here? And there you go with that. So if you are a film noir fan, I don't even know. Well, I'll say if you really love film noir, if you really are someone who goes back and, and, and watches all of those classics and maybe even the ones that aren't so good, then you could check out Motherless Brooklyn just to see what Edward Norton's take is on it. Because Edward Norton, I coming away from it, I would say this, Raph, to end it. He's a technician. But this needed more than technique. It needed a pulse. Ah. And that's what it missed. Oh, well, maybe because Brooklyn's motherless. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you watch it, you'll really see how funny that comment is. Oh, <laughs> when you figure out, you figure out that. No, it's not. It's, it's just, it would be funny to, oh, I hope to I connect wasn't. that. Yes. We also got a chance to see Marriage Story, the both of us, at various festivals. <laughs> and it's directed by Noah uh, Baumbach. He also wrote it. He's very familiar to us. I mean, we know him from, you know, just, you know, lots of movies that are very strange and weird and 
um, he deals a lot with personal um, life and um, makes things very personal. It has a stellar cast. Oh, namely Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver playing the married couple that goes ha- that has a marriage story. <laughs> um, their extended uh, community. <laughs> Played by Laura Dern, um, one of the lawyers, Ray Liotta, Alan Alda's in it. You got um, Wallace Shawn and Merritt Weaver. Yeah. She's playing a sister, and, and I, 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 I was wondering why she was in it. Um, <laughs> she, she lets the cat out of the bag, shall we say? Oh, boy. And um, it is coming to us, like I said, in a limited fashion in theaters on the. On, um, uh, what day is that? November it's 6th. Yeah. On November 6th, but if you wait a month, <laughs> in December, on December 6th, the day before my birthday, on December 6th, um, you can watch it on Netflix. Isn't that something? Yeah. So you know why they're it doing is. it in theaters. They, they, they want to qualify to, um, to go to the awards because this is definitely going to be buzzing about because the critics... I loved it. So you heard both of our initial um, responses. Now we get to review. Yeah. Well, you got this married couple, Nicole, played by Scarlett Johansson, Charlie, played by Adam Driver. Charlie's this up-and-coming director of theater. Theater, right. And you see some of these pieces, and you go, what, do I, would I want to see this? He's an avant-garde <laughs> theater. He's an avant-garde director. And his muse is Nicole, his wife. She's the the centerpiece of all of his work. And uh, before this, before she met up with him and started working with him and became married, she did have a little acting career in LA. I won't tell you exactly how. So now she's in New York. They're living together. They have a son, all of that. And they've been married for 10 years. And do you know what happens? It's Marriage Story in 2019. Yeah. It doesn't end well. Nicole decides, I'm going back to LA. I'm going to do this TV show. I'm bringing my son with me. And for a reason. For a reason. Yes. You can imagine what that is. Yeah. Her family is in LA. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Her mom used to be an actress. And boy, oh boy. (laughs) You know it. I'm going to tell you that. It's Julia, Julie Haggerty from Airplane, so you can only imagine the Airplane. Just some of the comedic, just to sidebar here and then back, some of the comedic acting in this movie is some of the finest comedic acting you'll see. <laughs> the finest. So she said, Merritt Weaver is the sister. It's like, well, why is Merritt Weaver, like you said, the sister of Scarlett Johansson? You will see. You will see why. So it becomes this dual thing where Adam Driver's character wants to live in New York and continue his career, which is skyrocketing. While Scarlett Johansson's character is in LA where her career is skyrocketing. And the son is caught in between. We've seen this kind of thing before. And it leads to them saying, okay, yeah, we're going to split, we're going to divorce, but we're going to do this amicably until the lawyers come in. (laughs) Trio of lawyers... Played by Laura Dern, Alan Alda, Ray Liotta. What a trio. Shakespeare might be turning over in his grave a bit going, oh, I could have written that. (laughs) These three lawyers. So in the end, 
I'll just tell you this. It starts off, just so you know, with the two of them, Nicole and Charlie, talking about one another. Why? In What's this for? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now I feel like Weaver's character. <laughs> sorry. And then in the end, it comes back. Yeah. I'll put it that way. That was nice. And the journey through there it's comedic and it's very dramatic and you never know what's coming next yeah that was a good miss anything important okay no you did not i thought it was a a good they have to discover some things so Mm -hmm. that was well done i will go first because it's easy um marriage story to me was this we i felt like that i was the wanted and often unwanted spectator Mm. It there were moments of just what happens when a couple who truly did love and respect one another when that starts to dissolve um, logistically. Mm. What you can imagine what would happen, and some of the moments I was like, "Oh, okay, this makes sense," and then some of the moments I was a little uncomfortable because <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Should yeah. I be watching this? I feel like this is super yeah. personal and." Um, you just, I sort of wanted to like creep away a little bit and go, Ooh, I, I should, I should respectfully look away. And mm-hmm. I think that's the that's part of the triumph of marriage story is that they do go into it's, it's, I think we can let this out of the bag because you, you already alluded to it. Modern day marriage stories isn't so much about the marriage. It is about what goes into the divorce. Mm. and that journey there and it really was an interesting commentary on the divorcing process now i'm not going to say whether they do divorce or not you'll have to kind of watch it to see but the journey there on their way it's very costly and i'm so glad that um the director was was noel was able to dance between comedy in that because it Mm could have been really ugly and really um disturbing so um, I definitely was glad that there was comedic. Um, this is what we talked about offline. The, the, the performances, I thought everybody was outstanding. There's no one I'm going to talk about. I think you may talk about, you know, some things. But I just, I felt like the performances, like Laura Dern was a lawyer yet again, but she was not a Renata. She was beyond no. Renata. <laughs> <laughs> she was like was Renata's therapist yes. lawyer. <laughs> but no, I, no, 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 no. I say she's Renata's mentor. Wiser mentor. Like, this is who (laughs) Renata goes to get calm with, but still Mm -hmm. the sting is there. And again, we're talking about Renata from um, Big Little Lies on HBO, Laura Dern's famous uh, performance in that. Ray Liotta is exactly why you had... Everybody was perfectly cast, in my opinion. But I will have to say, as lovely of a time I was having... We could have shaved off about 20. Respectfully oh. was shaved. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I really want to get out of this theater. I can't believe they're doing this to me. It was, if, if, they, if he gave a respectful 20-minute shave yeah. off of this, this would have been everybody. I mean, already the critics are going on about it, but I think when you watch it at home, if you don't venture out, this that would have made it a worthy theatrical experience if you were to just shave about 20 seconds off. All in all, I say, I say, why not watch it in the theater? I think it's a good alternative. It's not too, too heavy. There are some heavy moments, like we won't, maybe you'll talk about it, but I'm not gonna, there is a moment in every marriage 
that dissolves, that some ugly things are done and said, and they don't shy away from that. But I think it's a great experience in the theater. Yeah, I completely agree with you with the 20 minutes, especially. I think um, the comedy worked better than the drama. Um, I think, you know what it is, Ref, in the drama for me, it was too much talking. Mm. And it, the best dramatic moments were when it wasn't a lot of talking. You'll see what that is in the movie. I won't even give it away. There's mm -hmm. some interesting things that happen where you go, oh, and you get the feeling of it. You have Randy Newman's music. <laughs> and it's not what you typically expect from Randy. It's mm -hmm. just beautiful stuff. Some of this stuff is really beautiful. And when they're not doing a lot of talking. <laughs> and talking, yes, <laughs> I was trying not to. So, you know, it's it's some beautiful moments there uh, when it's not a lot of talking dramatically. No, get all the talking going for the comedy. That, and even like Martha Kelly, who was in Baskets, playing someone just like she was in Baskets, who uh, is the one who has to come in and observe the parenting. <laughs> like that stuff, they nail so much stuff that it, it, there's so much in it that the stuff that doesn't work, you kind of don't even care yeah, yeah. because you get so much out of it. These performances, these actors, I tip my hat to them. I do have to say that Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, when they are talking too much in the drama, I just didn't feel the connection. I felt that some people were landing and other people were just flying the lines. So uh, there are some little things dramatically that I would have fixed, I would have tweaked, but this is nitpicking, I will say. It's over two hours, well over, or a little over. And I didn't mind being in the theater watching it, even though, yeah, like you said, Ref, we could have shaved it to be just under two hours and it would have been perfect. But hey, it's Netflix. Yeah, and if you want to see it on Netflix, you'll have to wait until December 6th. But if you want to see it quickly, it'll be released uh, November 6th. And of course, Motherless Brooklyn will be released November 1st. So those are your two options. I say you've got a lot of decisions to make. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.